You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <sighs> yeah. Vikings are 0-3. Doesn't feel very good, does it? We haven't experienced this since 2020. And before that, it was even longer. Welcome to the Real Forno Show, guys. It's going to be a brutal one. We're going to talk about this team. We're going to talk about it in the micro. We're going to talk about it in the macro. And we are going to talk about what they should do, what they won't do, and what they could do. This is going to be a therapy session. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Hosted by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire. Writer for the College Football Network. Publisher of Substack Run in Shooter. Host of the good, the bad, and the hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Score. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Real Forno Show. I'm your host, Tyler Fornis. With me, as always, in the top right corner, he is producer Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm doing all right. 24 hours, a little over 24 hours after that. Absolutely disappointing loss, yes. And we're here to talk all about it. And look, we're not going to beat around the bush here. It is incredibly frustrating. Um, this team should be at least one and two at the worst, and probably two and one. But instead, they're on three. And one of the really tough parts is everybody knew regression was coming. We've talked about it on the show. Regression means you go from an outlier to the mean. So the average. So 
an average team should be 50% in one score games. So if you have 12, you should win six. That's basically regressing to the mean. Well, the Vikings regressed to the utter dumpster fire, and now they are 0-3 in one score games so far this year. It's a very frustrating thing, but it's wild because there's still a lot of good and it's quantifying all of that to really understand what's going on. And we're going to try to parse through all that here tonight, but I need to get my head on straight because it's been a whirlwind and I am still sick, which is always fun. (laughs) Um, So, uh, couple housekeeping things. If you did not join us last week, um, we did announce that we now have uh, subscription tiers on the YouTube channel. And the $15... uh, Whatchamacallit? The $15 tier gets you the ability to join us live. And we are going to open up the show to those subscribers live tonight. If you want to come on, ask a couple questions, talk ball for a few minutes you're going to have the ability to do that. So if you'd like to go on ahead, jump on that $15 tier. And, and if you want, just ask Dave for a link and we will get you one. The link's only going to be good for this show. So you won't be able to just jump on willy nilly whenever you want, but we're, we're really excited to be able to offer that to you. And I know we have at least two people. One of them I know is in the chat who have that ability right now. And if you want to join them and help support the show, that's the best way to do it. Um, Dave, there is a lot, a lot to talk about here. Where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? Let's start with the studs of the game. (sighs) Got to start with Justin Jefferson. And it was... I'm just got the all 22 and I'm working my way through it. He only had, he didn't have a single target till nine minutes and 30 seconds left in the first half. Why? They established the run. Um, Kirk missed a read where I thought he should have been able to grip it and rip it and hit him on a corner route. But it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know why that's the case. Um, I'm not super worried, Dave, about the fact that he didn't get a target because they really tried to establish the run. Yeah, but it doesn't take 15 minutes to establish the run. You well, threw some passes did, in there. They didn't have a lot of plays. So l- let me pull it up. Because I think that is a worthwhile discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go to the playlist all the way to the bottom. So their first drive, they had seven plays, five of them runs. One of those pass plays was designed to go to Josh Oliver on that swing. The other one, he hits Hawkinson. That was the fumble. They didn't get the ball back until 
just under three minutes left in the first qu- quarter. And yeah, it's it's frustrating, but they had one, two, th- three, four, five, six plays. One of them a sack, two run, three runs. Like in a vacuum, Dave, I agree. That's very frustrating, but it's not like the Vikings weren't able to move the football. It's not like they were struggling on offense. And to me, that matters more. If the offense stunk and they weren't doing anything and they weren't trying to get the ball to Justin Jefferson, I'd have a bigger issue with it, but they were fine. And I had a discussion last night on Twitter with Ted Glover, who was vehemently upset about it. And I, I get it, but the running game was being established and it was working. They were gashing the chargers with like eight, 10, 12 yard runs. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say that they absolutely should have been only targeting Justin Jefferson or like, it's some big concern. It's a concern if Kirk throws the ball like 12 times and doesn't even look his way. And that's why I think things need to be contextualized. And it's not as simple as, hey, they didn't target him. Yeah, it sucks he didn't get targeted, but it's not like the end of the world either. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at that, that's fair. And then he got targeted plenty. Seven catches, 149 yards, and his first touchdown of the season. Now that touchdown, awesome play. Hits him on a square end, and then he's able to turn it upfield, and he knows how to throttle. And what that means is he's able to speed up and slow down on a dime, like like a great race car driver. Understands how to uh, put the foot on the brake, put the foot on the gas. He, he was great, and he figured out how to do just that. Well, that ended up with a touchdown, and he was one yard short, Dave. One yard short of having the most receiving yards in the first three games of any player in NFL history, and one yard short of being the only player in NFL history to start a season with three 150-yard games. Just crazy stuff from Justin Jefferson, who is the best. He's He's the best wide track for his 2,000-yard season. Mm Mm-hmm. He absolutely is. And yeah. Mateo says Kirk's now back to being a pumpkin. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't his best game. He was very indecisive. Oh, my wife's home. And slightly off target. Yeah, he was. Let's let's just get into talking about Kirk. I am not going to be the type of player or person who's just going to sugarcoat I'm also not going to be intentionally abrasive. Cousins was off. And if you look at the stats, it won't tell you because he was double clutching. He was indecisive and not confident in his decision-making. There was a throw that he should have made in rhythm on time to Jordan Addison on an out route. It got batted down by the corner. So it's called a hitch. So when you're back and you're ready to throw, and then you almost like it's like a little hop. So he hopped on his feet and that little hitch because you you tend to do that when you're trying to throw the football to keep yourself, your base ready to go at any time. If he doesn't hitch and he's just r- rips it when he's supposed to, like in that 
timing sequence, it's a first down. And that kind of stuff kept happening. And it's very frustrating because this is stuff that Kirk is good at. This is stuff that he does well. And he's holding himself back. It's mind-boggling. And I got a... I, I found a play where he had great protection. He didn't have great protection all game. They allowed 18 pressures on 50 attempts plus the, I think it was three sacks. So 18 pressures on 53 attempts, about 34, 34 and a half percent. Not great. Not great. Um, average is around 32. So it's above average, but it's not like completely abysmal either. It's, and not all pressures are created equal. So that there were a couple pressures where it was designed rollouts where the like the defender was just great and got in his face. Like they're supposed to crash down for the run and they're able to peel off of it and get uh back and attack cousins. That's a great play by the defender. And that's why that pressure is not equal to oh, one of the offensive linemen just let a guy through. Like they're different. Um and it <sighs> I'm, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, but some of those pressures not, were where they say he got hit. He got tapped. It's yeah. not necessarily a you know full blown defensive end or linebacker plowing him into the ground. It's just he threw the ball, and within point two five seconds, somebody touched him, and they're saying that's a QB hit. Yeah, um, and as I was kind of saying with that Justin Jefferson p- pass, he should have been able to grip it and rip it. And so it, it's a high-low read. So we've talked about these before. You have a corner, you're sending a guy high above him and low, and you're making him declare who he wants to cover. The best corners can midpoint, and they can stay in the middle and prevent you from going deep and even prevent you from going short. And just not feeling comfortable enough to throw the football. Well, the corner looked like he was gaining a little bit of depth, but Kirk had a clean pocket and he should have been able to rip it in there relatively easily. Well, he didn't feel that way. And um, friend of the show, Matt freeze noticed that Kirk's feet were completely set, but he should have been able to set those feet and be able to grip it and rip it. And to me, that's the frustrating part. It's the lack of confidence in his own ability. And I think, Kirk is his worst enemy. It's not play calling. It's not offensive line. It's cousins not trusting himself enough to do what he's really good at. Like there are times where you just see cousins sit in the pocket and rip it in a tight window. It's like, hell yeah, that rocks. Let's see more of that. And he has all that ability, but he doesn't trust that ability nearly enough. And that that's been the biggest issue with him throughout the entirety of his career. He doesn't trust himself enough. He's not confident enough in those, that decision-making to be able to make those throws. And we're seeing it. He had an opportunity. So early in the game, he ended up checking the ball down, but he had Jordan Addison on a post. And Jordan Addison's two touchdowns have come on post against in quarters coverage, where you get that safety in conflict and he's got a step and he's got inside leverage. There was a play against the Denver Broncos in 2009 where Cousins is rolling out 
and he basically he's moving forward and he basically rips it like almost like across his body and throws a strike to Stefan Diggs for a touchdown. That got the Vikings within 23, 20. And that was the game where they were down 23, nothing. This one would have been more across his body, but it's a similar throw and he should have been able to make it and give Addison a chance to make the play to me. Those are the types of plays I want to see Kirk making more. Trust your arm. Trust yourself. And I I had somebody on Twitter say, why are we criticizing the guy who's number one in passing yards and passing touchdowns? I'm like, well, because he's the quarterback and he should be making these throws. He should be better. And anybody should be criticized for these. Heck, if it was Patrick Mahomes and he missed it. Yeah, dude, you should have ripped it. You should have done it. It's nobody's above criticism. I, I'm not above criticism. You should see some of the YouTube comments when I do my score North show purple, purple daily on draft. I'm called a lot of mean things and like, <laughs> but some of they, they don't go about it the right way, but some of the things I say are right. It's, it's tough because everybody is open to criticism mm-hmm. and so is Kirk. And honestly, he just, he had us in position to win and I'm not even faulting it for the interception. I thought it was a good throw to Hawkinson. It hit Hawkinson in the forearm, bounced up, got tipped and then picked. That happens. If yeah, it was Hawkinson a bad throw, needs to catch that. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, all I'm, I'm not. No, that interception isn't on Kirk, but, but if you, if you watched Herbert and you watch Kirk, they're real close to the same player. Now, Herbert, is probably has got a much stronger arm. But when Herbert's under pressure and we blitzed a ton yesterday, he has the ability to sense the pocket. And when he's coming up and getting pressured, he takes one step to the right or one step to the left and he avoids that and then makes the opportunity, turns it into something. Whereas Kirk has never had that ability two cents and go, Hey, if I step one way or step the other, I don't get touched. I have time to set. I have time to throw and hit my target, even though they're long developing targets that he can go for gusto then, but he's never had that ability over his entire career. And to wish that upon him, we all do, but to think it's going to come is, I think the fallacy, it's not. He hasn't shown any signs of it. So why would he do that anytime the rest of the season? It can't be coached. It's a sense thing. It's a knowing what's happening in your peripheral vision thing. it, It gets frustrating sometimes. He's got to have that perfect protection, and Vikings aren't capable of that. Mm-hmm. Not and, as currently constructed. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. And the play I was talking about, where you should have ripped it to Jefferson on that corner with the high low coverage. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Perfect pocket. Mm-hmm. Set your feet. Rip it. And we're not asking him to be Superman. Like I even tweeted yesterday. 
during the game because Justin Herbert had that third and 17 where he was rolling out to his left through across his body and across the middle, which is a big no-no for first down. Dave, that stuff alien quarterbacks do. Absolute aliens, as I adjust the pillow behind me. <laughs> um, aliens do that. I want to have an alien. A lot of fans want an alien. Kirk Cousins, very good player. He's too robotic. And it's frustrating. Um, But we could talk about Kirk all day, and that wouldn't really get us anywhere. Well, Roscoe says trade him. Now, let's get into the possible trade. A lot of people are saying trade Kirk as Mm -hmm. top of the list because you'd get the most for him. Now, I think you said you can only get a fifth. I don't think that's right today on your show. There's uh to trade Kirk, he's one going to have to agree to it, which means he's probably not going to agree to a team that just wants him temporarily as a one-year rental. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know New York said they are very interested in Kirk Cousins, but they're going to yeah. have to pony up a whole bunch of money and give him basically what he wants in an extended contract for him to say yes. Now, are there teams that are willing to do that? Obviously, New York Jets, maybe, if they don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. And then I'd sort of like to see the Saints do it. But I don't know that it's going to happen. And he still could say, no, I'm going to retire here in Minnesota. And call it that. Yeah. This is a difficult one because the whole, let's talk about the concept of tanking, Dave, because it plays into trading Kirk. Cause that basically you're giving up on the season. If you trade Kirk cousin teams, the don't con- tank. Here's the thing. Players and coaches don't tank front offices do. They're the one who manages the personnel. They decide if it's time to, to mail it in. Now, this is very common in baseball There's where you just like, okay, we are not. Oh, my gosh. If Atlanta had Kirk Cousins, they could they could be a Super Bowl contender in the NFC because that offense is really good. It's creative. It's got a great running game. You need a quarterback. They don't have one. Desmond Ritter's stinks. He's not good. Um, so. The concept of tanking is you'd give up on the season. Baseball, if you're 30 games out at the trade deadline, guess what? Anybody who's not coming back next year is on an expiring contract or even other players. But usually those guys, the guys who are truly rentals, get traded at the deadline. The Yankees do this all the time. Like a, uh, back in the day, like a CC Sabathia or like those kind of guys, they get acquired. Like Minnesota Wild general manager Bill Guerin was it? Acquired at the trade deadline like seven times. And you trade those guys and move on from them because you're already going to move on from them anyway. So now you're getting capital back. I think that's the only way the Vikings are going to quote unquote tank. It's when they decide, hey, we're just not going to make the playoffs. So let's get rid of some of these guys that are not going to be back next year. I wrote an article about it for Vikings where I identified five names. DJ Wanham, Ezra Cleveland, KJ Osborne, Jordan Hicks, 
and Harrison Smith. I don't think any of those guys are back next year. And Harrison Smith, potential Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor guy for sure. That one's a little more tricky than the others because I think the others just get replaced straight up. But it's it becomes an interesting discussion if that's how you approach it. Now, I don't think Quasey's going to trade Kirk Cousins. I really don't. And it has nothing to do with Kirk. It just has to do with how he talked about how we don't want to take a step back at the most important position on the team. We're not going to tank. We believe in doing the competitive rebuild, which they've done a great job of so far, still trying to field the winning team while fixing everything on the back end. If you trade Kirk after three games, you're punting on a season and that doesn't feel like a quasi momentum. And, now, and they're not going to do that. And the Wolves won't let him for one. That's a different story, Dave. Like that is okay. We have a much bigger sample size. This team's not going to do anything. The jets are offering us a first let's do it. All right. Sounds good. That's different. I think at this point there's um, even Adam Schefter said that there's really not a point to these conversations yet because neither team is quite ready to have them. Uh, it's frustrating, man. I, I, this team is not going to full on tank, but they could end up selling some assets at the deadline to get some draft capital. And then that can help Quasi move around and move up and try to maximize the draft picks. Cause it's not always about drafting a lot of players. It's about drafting the right ones at the right spots. And last year he made six year before he made 10. There's a lot of young players on this team. And Sometimes you don't want to draft too many guys because you're not going to have enough spots for them. So I'm all for getting a lot of capital. And you know what? You're probably not getting more than a third. And a third might even be generous. The third is, I think, the max value for Harrison Smith and Ezra Cleveland. And that's only in certain situations where I think if a team is desperate enough, they may give a third for Cleveland because they need offensive linemen really bad. And he is average to above average. That's valuable. Especially like, let's say the 49ers. They're Aaron Banks goes down and they need a really capable guard next to Trent Williams. You don't think they'd be willing to give up a third round pick so they could have a capable guard to protect Brock Purdy and block for Christian McCaffrey. They're absolutely going to be willing to pay that. And that's why I think all of this conversation matters. And players are, could easily be on the move. We'll find out if they are. I, I'm not convinced that they won't be. I'm not convinced they will. But over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to find out how much this team is really going to compete. Because now you go from the 0-3 bowl to the 0-4 bowl against Adam Thielen and the Carolina Panthers. So, But they're not going to full-on tank. They're just not. And I think we really need to nip this in the bud. It's not worth the discussion point. You, you, I'm not saying don't have your opinions. You're more than welcome to have your opinion. Believe, yes, we should tank. Vikings just won't do it. And that's the thing. Like, they're not gonna. So let's stop talking about it. And I, I got to address this, Dave, um, in the comments. Mateo, nice guy. I appreciate you coming on the show. Says he's not a Caleb Williams believer, but he's just like Derek Carr did at Fresno State. Only difference is Caleb plays for 
one of the most overrated colleges. <sighs> I disagree completely. Um, we're going to talk a lot about Caleb Williams here moving forward. But. Oh, yeah. We'll get into draft prospects. Mateo, I have hesitations, too, because I've heard sure things for decades coming out of the draft, and they turn out to be... So, I'm not so sure. I sort of agree with you. I don't know who out of that bunch. Now, Caleb Williams is obviously hyped as the most. I'm, and he could be, who knows, but it also could be one of those other guys down the road, Shadur Sanders or any of the other ones could be the one that actually turns out to be the best and makes the best franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, We're going to have a lot of quarterback conversation on the show, let me tell you, including Maybe even some bonus episodes on quarterbacks. Anthony in the comments talking about his boy Jordan Travis. <sighs> Travis doesn't show me anything where I think he's going to be a good NFL pro. I we'll see, but I right now I think he's just a good, really good college quarterback. Um, but the all twenty-two, well, once I'm able to get to it, we'll tell all. So let's let's transition here, Dave. Um, if you guys. As I said at the beginning of the show, we do have the tiers available on YouTube. If you are a member of the the All Pro tier, the fifteen dollar tier, you have an opportunity to jump on the show. All you gotta do is let Dave know, and he'll verify. He'll send you the link, and then you can jump on the show and join us and have that conversation. Okay, Mateo, I understand better. That makes more sense. I, I would agree with that, the not playing in structure. Um, you and I are on the same page there. Dave, hmm. this is a very frustrating team. And let's let's go here. <laughs> That's an understatement. Why do you think I have this high blood pressure medicine? Yeah, well, I have this, and I'm I'm very tempted to just open it and rip it. But I'm I'm not I'm trying not to drink because I'm sick. Um, I'm Wednesday night. People can ask what's David sipping. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, guys. I, I love the QB talk, and but we're not going to go there quite yet. We're going to wait until the season's a little bit more over. Like if you believe the season's over, now I get it. But we're going to wait a little while for that. And we're just not ready. It's, we're not ready to have that conversation. Um, let's talk big picture. Um, Hold on. Own three. Okay. Davey, check your uh, Facebook DM. Perfect. Um, own three. Two games back in the NFC North. Very frustrating, Dave. Two games back in the North. But what? And the question I somebody dropped in there earlier: eight and nine may win the North. That's possible. Mm-hmm. What? How many games would it take to win the North? 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I think 10. I think 10 wins gets it done. And I've been pretty steadfast on that number. I think 10 at least ties you for the division. 11 guarantees it. I don't think the Packers are that good. I think the Lions are very good. But the Bears are bad. They're very bad. And when you combine the Bears and like where the Vikings are at, like the Vikings should be able to sweep the Bears. And... I think they should be able to get at least two wins against the Packers and Lions. Can they get the other two? We'll find out. Those two games could decide the division. Vikings can go 6-0 in the division. I think they win it. This is the worst part of the schedule. Now you have Carolina, but then you have the Chiefs coming to town. That's very losable. You have the 49ers coming to town. That's very losable. And in between there, I think, is the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. That's a tough game. Hey, we've uh, got Davy in the green room. All right, you ready for him? Yeah, bring him on. Set Davy up here. There he is. Hey, guys. David. Hey, Tyler. David, how you feeling, my friend? I am much better. Much, much better. Oh. Okay, guys, you'll have to bear with me here. I don't have my hearing aids in, and I got these buds in. So if I sound like I'm screaming, you'll have to, you know, you have to pardon me. Um, yeah, um, I didn't see much of the game yesterday. I just saw highlights. Um, but you know what? You know, we tend to, you know, pick it, pick at all these players. You know, like you guys know that I'm not exactly high on Ed Ingram and some of these other guys. And I don't really think it's fair to pick on individual players because it's a team effort. But one of the things that bothers me is you get down to the one-yard line, you got three chances to punch it in, you either walk away with three or you walk away with zero. That pisses me off. And we need to do something about that. Um there was something else, but I lost my train of thought. Um, that's getting old for you. I'm telling you, once you start pushing 70, you start to lose lose your lose your train of thought. Um, you know, <laughs> I know that, buddy. That's fine. Yeah, I'm 33, yeah. and I already lost my train of thought. Yeah, twice. it's no. You know, uh, there. You know, there's. You know, there's a lot of things wrong here. Um, I saw. I saw KOC's presser. And it was really lame. I tell you, I thought I was going to vomit 
after watching it. It really didn't. It wasn't impressive. It didn't explain anything. It's just like he was just, you know, he was just like talking a lot of gibberish. It didn't make any sense to me. But um, I think I've mentioned this on, you know, on other shows is that um, we need a durable team. You know, Dave's old enough to know he watched the Bud Grant teams. What made them successful was their durability. You never saw constant turnover of players coming in and out every single week. And that's the problem here. We're not going to be a successful franchise unless we become a durable team. When we get guys, we have to stay with them. They have to stay on the field. That's basically what it comes down to. The guys have to stay on the field. When they stay on the field all the time, there's continuity, cohesion. That turns into consistency, turns into winning, and leads us to the championship. But right now, this is a mess. It's a complete, it's a train wreck. And, you know, with Kwesi making all these moves, you know, there's, you know, there's not going to be any consistency, any continuity. You know, you're going to have one guy working with another guy, then the next week, another guy working with another guy. And then those two guys are gone. Two other guys come in. Um, it, I don't know. I, you know, it's. We can hear the frustration in your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of people out there that, you know, you know, that are frustrated, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I really didn't want to come over here, come on and, you know, antagonize, you know, the viewers by, you know, by ragging on different players, but, you know, I'm a firm believer that we got to have a durable team. And if we don't have a durable team, like I said, no cohesion, no consistency, no winning. And, Right now, it looks like last year was just an apparition, and yeah. uh, and we could be a couple of weeks. We could be zero and five, and and then the fans will be ready to tear down the house. Well, as far as durability and health, the Wolves have built the facilities up to help beyond just about any other team. That they're trying to do, as far as. Mm-hmm. The training and getting players ready. I worry about the short preseason, preseasons, training camp stuff, where you're not seeing the length. You're not playing enough games mm-hmm. to get guys used to it and get guys in shape. And we saw it yesterday. I believe with T.J. Hawkinson not catching that pass there at the end. If he had worked out through all the training camp and got the timing down. Would he have had more of a chance to catch that pass? He still seems to look just a wee bit off, and we're three games mm-hmm. into it. Why? Probably because he wasn't catching passes during training camp. He had the ear infection and a sore back and, mm-hmm. and contractitis. You can't, you've got to be able to get the reps. And when it comes to the offensive line, You've got to be able to get the reps, our defensive line for that matter, with pads on. You've got to be able to hit. And they are so much restricted from being able to hit. And when they do, then it's just basically two-hand touch when they get to somebody. So you may be Mm -hmm. on to something about the durability 
and how it lacks. And it may be because they're shortening that time period where players can get hurt. I mean, they're trying to keep players healthy, but that right. may, that may play into it. I mean, Bud was great at taking pressure off of his players. He didn't like a lot of hitting during those camps, but he did have hitting during mm-hmm. those camps and he did have reps. So hey, it's a balancing act. Yeah. I, I agree with you, David. Yeah. It is a balance. Yeah, and go ahead. You know, I'm sorry, I don't mean you know Dave Dave, here's where me and you part part company. I know we got this I know we got this great stadium and this great training facility, but you know something? If you bring in a great, you know, if you bring in a crappy player, it doesn't matter how great the stadium is and how great the training facility is. If you bring in a crappy player, he's just going to be a crappy player in in a new environment. You know, <laughs> I, I don't disagree. You with know, that. yeah, you're you know? rolling the dice. You're hoping to hit, you know, yeah. a lucky seven and that he suddenly improves. But what the yeah. odds are, he won't. And you are 100 yeah. percent correct. Yeah, and um, I, you know, I wish, you know, I send a lot of these links to some of these younger guys to see the Vikings play. I don't know if you guys know Dave Volsky. Uh, Dave Volsky has his own channel where he enhances a lot of football games, a lot of Viking games. I've pressed him to, you know, to enhance a lot of Viking games. So you get to see a lot of Viking games, you know, in their prime, and they're and they're kicking ass. They're kicking the Steelers' ass. The Cowboys asked the Rams, and uh, they should go back and watch. You know, you know it's it's great. Hold on, I got robocallers coming in here, but uh, yeah, it's uh, again I lost my train of thought here. I'm sorry. These these robocallers are uh, you know on you know like nonstop here. Tell your guy that I if he can find it, I want to watch uh, Vikings Rams from '98. Yeah. That, oh, the mud one. bowl? No, uh, 1998. Um, that was the game Brad Johnson got hurt and sparked the Randall Cunningham MVP campaign. Oh, right, 98, 98, 98. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it. I haven't seen it floating around YouTube, and that's that's one I really want to watch because it's a uh, it, it it's a it's a really Im- one. It's an important game in Vikings history in that it sparked the mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham Renaissance, but it's also really good in high scoring. It's a 38, 31 game, and Chris Carter I think caught like three touchdowns. Right. That right. would be cool. As far as making excuses for TJ, I'm not making excuses. Anybody that handles the ball should be able to, if they touch the ball, should be able to catch the ball. That's how tight ends are taught and wide receivers, right? And they should be able to hold on to the ball. The only time a ball should come out is if a, if somebody puts a hat on it, right? You've got to be able to secure it. And that was addressed today. And you want to talk about the post-game press conference, today's press conference from KOC. He got a little testy. Tyler, tell us about it. Yeah, he, I actually didn't get to watch the presser today because I've been working like a, an absolute maniac. But he started to show a little fire and emotion. And a lot of times that generates from frustration. And it's good to see that side. Because sometimes you just have a coach who's 
like Mike Zimmer didn't show enough of his human side. He didn't show enough uh, happiness. He didn't show enough compassion, like outwardly. And I think Kevin O'Connell is the exact opposite. He shows a lot of that. But when things aren't going right, he hasn't. He's just had like calculated answers. He's not like outwardly frustrated about. It. He's not showing that type of emotion. And I think that type of emotion is something that you really want to see. You don't want to see it a lot, but you want to see it. And I think that's important. And I like that he was at least showing a little bit of it. Wow. How did that manifest itself throughout the rest of the year? If the Vikings end up going like, let's say five and 12, how is he going to show it moving forward? And I think that's going to be the discerning factor on what he is down the line. Is he going to continue to be a frustrating guy? Is he going to be the same guy that we know when the frustration comes out of you now? And then I think this is an added variable to the picture of Kevin O'Connell as a head coach that I'm fascinated to get an answer to. David, do you think uh, the Vikings can hold on to the football and stop putting it on the ground? That's what he was upset about. Yeah, that seems to be what was doing us in the first three games was, you know, you know, with the turnovers. We didn't have those turnovers. We could have been three and oh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, you know, three and oh. But um you know, another thing, and I've Dave and I've spoken to you about this and, and a whole lot of other people. I don't think you know what? I I and I uh, you know, I don't like to, uh, you know, uh, you know, attack people, but I think you know where you know where I'm going with this. Um, I I don't think the Wolves have have a championship mentality when it comes to running this team, and I I think as long as there are asses in the seat and the till is full, that's the, that's that's their Super Bowl for them, and you know, th- you know, they should sit down with Jerry Jones, Bob Kraft. And some of these other guys who have won Super Bowls and pick their brain, see what it takes to build a championship caliber team. I don't think they I don't think they know that. I don't think they understand that because you gotta remember something. They're from the East Coast where I am. They're they're real estate developers. I don't think they're sports owning franchise uh people, you know? I mean, so that's hey, if I, I had billions of dollars, I'd want to own a franchise. But Tyler, you explained it well on there today, earlier on your Purple Daily show on their business model. Yeah, and it, it's sometimes it's tough to discern football from business where at the end of the year, if you're competing for the playoffs, it means much better business. It means much better for your bottom line. And at the end of the day, Owners are about the bottom line because they're running a business. Now, is winning a Super Bowl the best way for business? Absolutely. But the path there is not always as simple as there's one. And they're trying to stay competitive because like in hockey, especially hockey is the ultimate outlier here, where if you make the dance, you can win the cup. There have been multiple seven and eight seeds that have gone to the Stanley Cup finals in my lifetime. And that's not a mistake. Hockey in itself is a game of it's a game of skill, discipline, and randomness. But it's also if you get to the dance, it matters. And you can make some noise. We've seen uh, just in the last 20 years, multiple six seeds win the Super Bowl. 
the Steelers did it in 04. The Giants did it in 07. The Packers did it in 2010. Like it's something that we've seen consistently. So the Wilfs, they're not just trying to win a Super Bowl, which they've done a lot to try and win a Super Bowl. They've been very flexible and very willing to spend money, getting the resources, getting the coaching staff, paying players. And it's not just about like paying players. It's about, hey, we need to restructure this contract to go do this. And I need you to front $15 million. They say yes. And have they done everything perfect? Absolutely not. But I think they're still trying to win a Super Bowl, but they're trying to do it within confines that I don't think everybody necessarily agrees with, which is they're still trying to be a successful business. And they've done a great job of being a successful business. They have one truly bad season. And that was 2013. And then Mike Zimmer righted the ship. And they've been very competitive ever since. They're trying to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that's the model they're trying to embrace. They're trying to embrace sustained success while also doing everything you can to win. It's It can breed frustration, especially with Kirk Cousins as quarterback because of the limitations that he brings you with his mentality. But they're always trying to win. It just sometimes it, it feels like they could do more on a personnel side to really be all in. And I think that's that can be the disconnect. But I'm I, I'll tell you, I'd rather have the Wilfs' owners than like the Raiders, who literally cannot afford to fire their coach because they're cash poor. Right. Which is amazing yeah. being in Las Vegas. But I like your idea of talking to other owners that have gone through it and have one. I think that's a good idea. Now, I saw Harms put up a remark. Davey, you should mention some of the stuff you said in the big rant. What stuff was that? Um, I don't know. Dave, you know, I rant a lot. You know, <laughs> I rant to everybody. So, it's, you know, it's hard for me to keep track of what I, I'm ranting at. Uh, Patty, if you could put it up there, you know, give me, give me, give me a clue to what, uh, what I was talking about, but you know, Tyler, that's the, you know, see, that's the problem with the game today. It's entertainment and it's a business. It's no longer treated like a sport. And if it was treated like a sport, maybe we'd have a little bit more success, but you know, it's, it's entertainment. It's also a business and that's the way it is. It's not going to go, you know, we're not going to go back to the leather helmet age. You know, that's for sure. Yeah, the the leather helmet age is an interesting conversation because there's talk like rugby, they don't wear helmets. Concussions are not that high. They're high in football because people think that their helmets are going to protect them when they only protect so much. So the leather helmet theory is very fascinating to me. But I also agree that they're never going to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't. uh, I'll tell you, I'm not a fan. Now, this is the humanitarian side of me. I don't think trading Kirk Cousins to New York would be a good idea. They'd eat them up alive. The media here and the fans would eat them up alive and they would not get the same, you know, they would not get the same Kirk Cousins in New York that, that we're getting here in Minnesota, in, you know, in in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. you know, he would, he would be a shell of a person. If he had one bad, one bad week, forget about it. They'd be screaming for his head and burning him in effigy. And he would not be, (laughs) and, 
he wouldn't he would not be the same productive guy he is now in Minnesota that he would be in New York. Uh, you know, and I think I was telling you, Dave or Patty Harms, that the couple of days ago, Mike Greenberg said that uh, Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins waived his no trade clause, that the Jets should give him whatever he wants or the, give the Vikings whatever they want just just to get him over there. And I say, you know what, if we could get something good for him, great. But but you know something? I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, did I miss something there? Hmm. Uh, did I miss something under Creeper? There's a, not Patrick. Patrick was talking about his rant. Mm. I guess he ranted to you. Like we talk all the time, Davey, and I'm sure you talk with other fans all the time, and we get messages. Was there anything Harmsy said that struck you? Uh, well, hey, Patty, I hope, <laughs> Patty, I don't want to get in trouble with you, buddy, but I, I, I you know, uh, he's not a big fan of, of Quasi and the way Quasi has been doing things. I could understand his, his frustration. And, you know, I, my personal opinion, I think when Quasi's contract is over, he's out of there. You know, the Wolves didn't do him any favors by bringing him, bringing him in here. And I wouldn't be surprised if he stays up late at night thinking to himself, what the hell have I gotten myself into here? You know, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny here, but, you know, he's got a, he's got a lot on his plate here. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I never heard of the guy before we hired him. So I really don't know. But and I tell other people this, I think the best choice we should have made for GM would have been giving the job to Rob Brzezinski. I think he would have been the best candidate. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. And I don't disagree. They went, I think they went with Quasi because he's this stats nerd type. But we'll find out that first draft has been horrible. Tyler, how many of the 2022 class played yesterday? <sighs> A lot. Um, Ed, you had was it? You had Ed Ingram played all the snaps. Ty Chandler, I think, played thirteen. Um, let's see. Uh, somebody played sixty-one. Caleb Evans played sixty-one. Lewis Ian, Andrew Booth Jr., Brian Osmo all played zero offensive snaps. Zero or defense, depending. Sorry, that's what I meant. Defense. Just yeah. frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be better than that, man. You, it's I'm willing to give him a pass because it's his first draft and mainly because he didn't have all of his guys in place and it was kind of a rush process, but it still sucks. Um, this next draft looks better. It looks like it's going to be more successful. But not all hope is lost for that first draft, and especially because you changed defensive coordinators. Now, I kind of explored this earlier today when I saw that stat where none of them played in defensive snap, they're all very aggressive players, but ag- aggressiveness without discipline can really destroy a Brian Flores defense. So I think they're trying to get, uh, get some discipline with those guys in order to really feel comfortable playing them. And it's just, it's the pathway to get there sucks, man. It just does. And 
we'll see. Maybe we'll get some more out of him as the season goes on, but it's it's frustrating. I'm not willing to jump ship yet. I just want to see see what happens. You know, at, you know, at this point, as long as every game's competitive, and let's face it, every game's been competitive. We've had a chance to win those games, and at this point, just I'm just willing to let it ride out. And guys, it's been great talking to you. I just got a notice that I've got 7% left on my phone here. It's great talking to you guys. Great seeing you, Tyler. I hope we could do this again next week. Hey, Davey, you can always say you were the first fan member on the real I was the inaugural. I was the the inaugural one. I was the inaugural one. Yes, you are. Thanks a lot, Take care, guys. I'll see you online. Okay. All right. And that is the benefit you get of being a member of our $15 tier. But Dave, unless you have anything else, I think that's, that's the show. Oh, we got a couple of football games to watch tonight. I don't know how you like the two. Um, I hope they go back to just one, but anyways, it should be fun. So the idea here is if you have two games going on Monday night, you're still going to draw more than if you have like one of those games airing in one of the time slots. And, I personally like it. I wish they'd stagger them a little bit more, but mm-hmm. like, even so, I'll take it because I have three TVs in the basement and I'll have both of them on. But actually, I'm going to make chicken and yoki soup and we're going to watch Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares because, hell yeah. Um, I, I, you know what? Promos. Are you trying to kill people? Oh, listen, I worked in the kitchen for a long time. And yeah, you... Dude, I've seen some stuff where I we actually fired a guy because he pulled up chicken wings way too early. And they're all on timers, so it's not like hard. Like, yeah, he pulled them up way too early and put them in our warming drawer. So at B-Dubs, there's a warming drawer where you can keep them for the cook time. So if boneless takes six and a half minutes to cook, you can keep them for six and a half minutes. And they're still fresh enough after six and a half minutes to give to the customer, and then the customer's happy with them. Like, because you're doing so much bulk, you have to have those warming drawers because like you could be, you could be cooking 500 wings and 500 boneless at a time. And it's just, Mm. it's too much to be able to get all that out. So I've seen some stuff where we've had to fire people for that. Like, and I've seen some pretty bad stuff go out. I've seen raw chicken breasts. I've seen like raw wings almost go out to a customer. Like it's, it's bad. Um, And it's, it's real. So I can kind of relate to it. And it's kind of like, heartwarming to note that hey this isn't me and <laughs> so it, it's good to buy but um clifford i like yeah. your idea by the way early east coast game later west coast game that's what they've done but i think mm-hmm. they, they want to try and maximize prime time as much as they can uh on the east coast because the the second monday night game still ends at a, like 11 15 11 30 in the east coast so like they used to start them at nine central time, like opening weekend. They used to have the back to back. Well, that game doesn't finish like one thirty Eastern. That's late for a Monday. Mm-hmm. West coast is used to having games start early East coast. Like, you, and that's why you try to maximize this window as much as you can. So is what it is. But I think, uh, I'm going to be watching kitchen nightmares, making soup and, watching more of the salt 22 and Wednesday, we're going to talk about it. Um, I might even send Dave some clips and we'll kind of break some stuff down. We'll talk about the Panthers, probably no guests for the Panthers here this week, but 
I'm really excited to kind of see what this team is and what they're all about. And hopefully the Vikings can get their first dub of the year. And that's hey, a show. Harms. Way to go. Oh, thank you, Harms. Hey, uh, we do not have time here to get you on today, but we will get you on. And that there's likely that um, we won't be doing this on like normal shows often, but I thought it was appropriate today. And we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to have a special show that you guys can jump on. And that'll, that'll be the whole show is we'll pick a time. We'll tell everybody. And then you guys can jump on and then we'll make that the whole show. We'll just make it a fun little conversation about, about ball. And, and we can talk as much about my dogs as you want. Dave has upwards of 40 pictures and videos of the dogs to be able to use in the rolling and get it at the end of the week. Oh, I'm not, I'm not telling you that there's a timeline. I'm just telling the people that there's going to be dog content and people love the dog content because oh, I mean, yes, they do. If yes, you haven't seen do. the dog, they're insanely cute. So <laughs> with that, we'll be back. Um, ooh, fifties wrestling. Yes, please. That sounds dope as hell. Um, we'll be back Wednesday night, 6 PM to talk more Minnesota Vikings. As we always say, Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Hello, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.